Welcome, I'm Julie Daly, and this is Awakening Arrows, the podcast that is an invitation to deep creativity. Together, we'll expand our understanding of Eros and explore the power of life, desire, and joyous expression. Come, join me. Hi, this is Julie. Welcome back to Awakening Eros. I'm so glad you're here. Today is episode six, and I want to start today's episode um, by sharing that what I'm going to talk about today is probably the place in this idea of the podcast that I had about a year ago, the place where I would would get stuck. Um, when I when I was thinking about starting the podcast, to be perfectly honest, the idea was so strong in me and so exciting for me, but the one area where I get stuck around Eros is sexuality. So I want to be really honest about that because in a lot of ways, um, creating a podcast, I, I'm not all that comfortable with this. This has been one of the harder things that I've done, although I do like to speak and I am a speaker. This feels very different sitting in my office in my apartment, speaking into this big microphone, not knowing who's going to be on the other side. And because I'm going to talk about sexuality Uh, or at least begin to open that door in the podcast, Um, I want to just start this episode from the very beginning from a place of truth and vulnerability. Um, I don't want to present myself as somebody who has the answers in this realm. I'm exploring. That's what this podcast is about. It's about awakening this within myself and hopefully by exploring it and sharing with you and eventually with the interviews that I hold, that we all start to begin to experience what this is, um, knowing that it's something new and vibrant that's coming into our world. So as I speak about it, what I see is that it's a new energy. Um, It's not an energy that's never been here, but with the awakening of the feminine principle and where we are in our place of evolution and what's going on in the world, there's definitely some new energy here that we're opening to and accessing. And so this is new, right? This is new territory. It's new territory for me. On some level, it's new for you. It might be, I'm sure it's a different new for you than it is for me. I'm somebody who's over 60, um, so entering into this kind of conversation, having been on the planet for 60 years at this point in my life, feels very vulnerable, but also very exciting. And so I want to start with this poem by Hafiz. It's, it's called A Great Need. Out of a great need, we are all holding hands and climbing. Not loving is a letting go. Listen, the terrain around here is far too dangerous for that. And the reason why I picked that is because when we come into, I think especially, I'll just say this, especially as women, as we enter into territory of things that make us, that are exciting and new, um, to gather our sisters together, 
to be vulnerable with each other, to learn from each other, to express what we want to express and say what we want to express, say is like so vital and um, to me very exciting. And so we don't let go, you know, we, we hold each other, we hold hands, we create a circle, we learn, we listen, we include, uh, we are quiet so that those who haven't been able to speak can speak, um, and we ourselves share perhaps what we've never spoken before. And so I want to begin this episode then with an experience I had last Sunday at dance. And I dance every Sunday morning I have for 16 years. It's a beautiful practice. Um, began as five rhythms, and now it's a practice of open floor. And as I was beginning the dan pra- dance practice, which is two hours in length, and it's silent other than the music, I always like to begin by simply lying on the, f- the floor sort of like a snow angel, arms and legs spread out, and just feeling myself on the ground, on my back, feeling myself grounded. It's it's like 8.30 in the morning, maybe 8.20, and I'm still waking up. So still in early morning mode. And so I just, I just am on the floor, present. And then I sometimes start to move around on my back and my belly and my side and just explore what it's like to dance on the floor, not on my own two feet, moving very slowly, softly, tenderly. And as I was dancing, um, as I was doing this Sunday morning dancing in this way, and as I was breathing deeply, getting ready to move, what I noticed was that there was a particular direction that my life force wanted to move. There was a kind of quality to it that morning that was unique to that morning. And because the quality had a very sensual, sensuous feeling to it, erotic really, I realized that that sexuality is much greater than what I was taught it was. Sexuality when I was young was sex. And it was in the bedroom and that was it. Or it was some place where you did it and, you know, where other people couldn't see. But basically, you know, in the bedroom. But as I was doing this movement and I was feeling, as I was feeling what I was feeling, the aliveness in me, the power in me, the joy the physicality of my movement, it had this quality of sexuality to it. It was sexual. But there was no partner there. I wasn't in a bedroom. I didn't want to have sex, but I wanted to explore the depth and breadth and beauty of what I was feeling. And so as I started to move on my feet... I could feel what felt like this this deep energy in my pelvis start to really radiate out and move out of my body, and it felt like Shakti, you know, the, the deep life force. And so I just experienced what it was like to be a willing vessel to this to this force within me, this this erotic force. And you know, um, Audre Lord. In her writing around the erotic, 
You know, she writes in Sister Outsider, the aim of each thing which we do is to make our lives and the lives of our children richer and more possible. Within the celebration of the erotic and all our endeavors, my work becomes a conscious decision, a longed-for bed which I enter gracefully. Well, she writes gratefully. I said gracefully. It must be a Freudian slip because to me it's also gracefully. And then she writes, and from which I rise up empowered. She continues, of course, women so empowered are dangerous. We are, so we are taught to separate the erotic demand from most vital areas of our lives other than sex. And the lack of concern for the erotic root and satisfactions of our work is felt in our disaffection from so much of what we do. For instance, how often do we truly love our work even at its most difficult? And so then that you know that word love, how much do we love our work? Eros is a form of love. It's desire and it's this you know it's it, I, in these episodes I keep using these words, but what I noticed this morning in the in the dance was the physicality of it. And as I danced, it occurred to me that I am a very physical being. I'm an animal. We all are animals. We're physical beings. But so much of the time in our work, uh, work lives and at home, we're not feeling the full physicality of our experience. We're not allowing that full life force, that joy, that uh, sensuality to come forth in, in everything we're doing, especially in these very sacred mundane moments of our lives, which is where the real enlightenment comes. It's in the, in the mundane and it's in the daily. And so when we move with this force that arises from deep within and we move it up and out, it moves through the heart. The heart warms it with love and kindness, and then we move it into the world through our voice or our hands or even our entire body. So as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you and expressing through my voice, but I'm very conscious of the feeling of aliveness in my whole body and allowing that to speak um, through my voice so that my voice is coming from deep down in my body. And just as an expression of what it might mean mean to bring Eros into our speaking. So this um, physicality and passion and motion, whether it's dance or in anything we're doing, when we are in our lives, we are in motion. We're always moving unless we're sleeping. And sometimes even in our sleep, we're moving as well. <clears throat> If we think it's just sex, then it becomes flat. But if we realize it's the depth of our aliveness and physicality and love and desire to be in the world and to be alive, then it becomes very rich and vibrant. And I've known for a long time that the energies of sexuality and creativity are closely linked and come out of the deep lower body. Um, so in our creativity, uh, if we're painting or writing or, you know, at work designing um, or working on a team, uh, 
when this life force wakes up and we can speak and offer what our ideas are from the fullness and wholeness of our being, it actually becomes a very generative act because people, whether you say it consciously or not, the other people in the room and the people receiving what you're offering feel it. It's generative because it generates that in the room. It generates that in other people because it comes through the, the way that we're actually deeply connected with each other. So for a moment, close your eyes and consider consider you're sitting at a, at a piece of paper to write or you're singing or dancing or you're with your team at work or you're with your partner um, in a conversation or you're out with people. Um, Feel what it would like to do these things as a physical, ripe, lush experience. Um, and, and to do that, it helps to bring your consciousness down into your body, down into your feet and legs and thighs and hips and pelvis and belly and heart and solar plexus so that you're much more aware of your entire physical experience and you can feel you can feel how your body wants to live this aliveness. Even if the mind is concerned about it or a little afraid of it, the body wants this. The animal in you wants to be let loose to be alive. We are animals. We're creatures, and we have so many facets to who and what we are and what we have to offer. And it is this life force that is the intelligence at the heart of everything we do. If you're alive, you are creative. If you are alive, you're physical. If you are alive, you are a sexual being. And your sexuality is life's longing to live through you. Life's longing to live and continue living through you. It doesn't just move for you, it moves for the whole of life. And so you must move for life. You must create for life. And in this movement and creation, you are filled and fed by your life. So just consider for a moment, what impulse are you feeling that you long to follow? Perhaps close your eyes and just sense into that. What is that deep longing inside you that you're resisting right now? And how might you become curious about it and even find the courage and kindness in your own heart to do so and give yourself the opportunity to follow where it wants to lead you? The work I do as a coach and a teacher and educator is to help birth the voice. And that's not just the vocal voice, but it's the expression. And there's nothing that brings me more delight. So I hope this episode has been interesting for you, and I'm excited that I've opened, in the, opened up the, the doorway. So be well. Explore the impulse, and I look forward to um, sharing the next episode with you. This is Julie Daly on Awakening Arrows. Mm-hmm.